Yo, today's QOD is let others live small lives, but not you. Here we go. Welcome back to the Court of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Throwback week continues with Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. I wish I can have Dr. Kimbrough on the show all the time. He's one of our favorite speakers. I get so much positive feedback about him, but he only has so much content on the internet. It's so frustrating. So Dr. Kimbrough, if you're listening, upload more stuff to the internet so we can put it on the show. But today, Dr. Kimbrough is going to talk about what he learned when he set out to discover what makes the great, great. Here's Dr. Kimbrough. Come to the edge, he said. He said, we are afraid. Come to the edge, he said. They came, he pushed them, and they flew. Let others lead small lives, but not you. Let others cry over small hurts, but not you. Let others leave their future in someone else's hands, but not you. Well, I want to take my time, my little feeble remarks, 20 minutes or so. I'm an open book. You know what I've done. I'm no secret. Some of you've read parts of my first book or third book, What Makes the Great Great. You know that when I got my fancy PhD degree from Northwestern University, I didn't know what I wanted to do but I certainly knew what I didn't want to do. At the time, I don't want to be like many of my colleagues, ran off from Chicago, Washington, D.C., wanted to work in one of the federal administrations. I didn't want to do that. Ironically, I didn't want to go the corporate route, though I did work in corporate America for 10 years until I finished my first book. What was more ironic, I didn't even want to teach. And here I am, just a B-school professor, and I'm completely fulfilled by that. All I wanted to do, I wanted to find the answers to two questions. Question number one, why does one person succeed while another fails? And question number two, why is one individual rich and wealthy while another is impoverished? So I carved out a list of 50 peak performers, high achieving black entrepreneurs, black men and women who carved their name on the tablet of success. They didn't know me, but I knew them and I was going to meet and interview them at point blank range. Well, that list grew from 50 to 100, from 100 to 150. I quit counting at 150 interviews. You name them, I probably interviewed them. What makes the great great? I asked Percy Sutton, owner of the Apollo Theater. He says, if you have but one wish, let it be for an idea. What makes the great great? I asked Quincy Jones, the famed musical producer. I said, Mr. Jones, lay it on me. He says, success occurs when your critics respect you, when your children love you, when you have peace of mind. What makes the great great? I went and, and interviewed Mae Jemison, first black woman in outer space. I said, my God, Dr. Jemison, a physician and an astronaut too, when did you get that idea? She said, I knew exactly what I want to be at age eight. I said, well, lay it on me, darling, I'm ready for it. She said, you can find it in the word lifestyle. Life is God's gift to you, style is what you make out of it. What makes the great great? 
I came here to Cleveland, Ohio, spent a day with Don King, the fight promoter, and we walked the streets of his old neighborhood, and his cronies were all around him. I said, Mr. King, please give me the answer. Mae Jemison just told me I could find the secret in lifestyle. He stroked his face, and he said, closer to the truth. Look for it in the word enthusiasm. I said, enthusiasm, is that it? He said, yeah, if you set yourself on fire, the world will come see you burn. What makes the great great? I spent four hours with Janetta Cole, past president of Spelman College. And I said, Dr. Cole, please give me the answer. She said, show me somebody content with mediocrity and I'll show you somebody destined to fail. I went to Washington, D.C. and before his tragic flight, Ron Brown, Secretary of Commerce, I said, Mr. Brown, I am so honored to be here, Mr. Secretary. I said, let's talk about leadership and success. He said, leadership, that's something I do know. There's only two requirements of leadership. Number one, the price of leadership is always loneliness. And number two, you can never be concerned what other people think, say, or do. What makes the great great? Mr. Earl Graves left, spent four hours with him. I had my tape recorder going. He told me something that he did early in his business career, and I made an off-the-cuff remark. I didn't think he heard me. I said, oh, Mr. Graves, that's impossible. He said, what did you say? I said, that's impossible. He said, come here, young man, come here. Cut that tape recorder off, come here. I wanna make eye contact with you. I wanna make sure that you understand what I'm about to tell you. He said, don't let me ever hear you use the word impossible. If there's any such thing that I've uncovered in my business career, there's no such thing as impossible. Granted, overnight, the impossible may not become possible, but over time, the impossible certainly will become possible. So what makes the great, great? I could give you sound bites of all the individuals that I interviewed. I came full circle when I interviewed Ben Carson, arguably the greatest neurosurgeon in this country. I interviewed him twice. I said, Doc, give me the answer. He said, think big, think bold, think stretch, think global, think quantum leap, but Lord have mercy, think. I found four common chords in all these men and women. Number one, they dreamed big dreams. They had a dream, a passion, something they desperately wanted to accomplish in life. Point number two, they were inner-directed versus outer-directed. In other words, they weren't so quick to believe well-meaning friends or family members who said, you can't do this, you can't do that. They walked to a beat of a different drummer. And that's why the old poet Robert Frost was so apropos when he wrote years ago, two roads diverge in the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. In other words, you are unique. You cannot succeed being like everybody else. You must take that lonely road. Right now, there are 21 different ways to market or sell a product or service. Did you know that? Entrepreneurs in the mix, 21 different ways to market or sell a product or service. Number one is word of mouth. Number 21 is internet. Number 20, television. Number 19, radio. Number 18, segmenting magazines. Number two, flyers. Anybody send out a flyer? Number seven, advertising on a bench at a bus stop. Number nine, advertising on top of a truck. So my hotshot MBAs at CAU say, Doc, why would you want to advertise on top of a truck? For people who live in high rises. <laughs> but differentiation is the key. What is so different and unique about you? You will be judged in this corporate climate, whether you're a corporate climber or an entrepreneur on three traits and three traits only. Number one, your talent and range of experiences, what you bring to the table. Number two, 
how well you can take a group of individuals and move them towards a common objective, executive team building. And number three, your commitment to the bottom line. Point number three, they dedicated themselves to lifelong learning. I mean, make no mistake about it, you don't go to school one period of your life, you're in school every day of your life. Life is lesson. So you confront life as if you're about to have a major exam and it doesn't take much to succeed. Why? Because the average individual won't take the time to seek out the information. I mean, look around and see who's not here. Look at the data. Only 3% of Americans have a library card. 58% of adults never read a book after high school. 600,000 words in the English language, the average adult in our society uses the same 1,200 over and over again. What George Frazier just did with the scholarships is critically important. Why? Because what's the latest data? If I had a room full of black males, 18 years old, seniors in high school, all of them graduating, only one out of five going to college. Compared to black females, 50%. The average black male, 18 years old, watches 18 hours of TV a week, listens to 12 hours of rap a week, on the phone nine hours a week, and practicing basketball eight hours a week. So what am I trying to say? If you want to succeed, all you got to do is show up. If you show up, you'll beat 80% of the competition. If you show up on time. <laughs> you'll beat 85% of the competition. You show up on time with a plan, you'll beat 90% of the competition. If you show up on time with a plan and a commitment to carry out, you'll beat 95% of the competition. But Lord have mercy if you show up on time with a plan and a commitment to carry it out and execute it, you'll make the cover of Black Enterprise Magazine. It doesn't take much to succeed. And last but not least, point number four, they flat out refused to fail. I'm not saying they didn't fail. Many of them actually failed their way to success. But failure was never a viable option for them. There's a quote in my first book from Confucius that reads, a man or woman is great, not because they haven't failed. A man or woman is great because failure has not stopped them. So three quick points, get a vision. Somebody better get excited about you, and Agnes, you better pray it's you. Get a big dream. You're only on this planet for two reasons, and two reasons only. Number one, spiritual growth. I did not say religion, I said spiritual growth. And number two, find your life's purpose. The dream is already here, that's why you're created. You don't come here to chase a dream. The dream is here, you gotta find your dream. So what is my question? What are you gonna do with the rest of your life that you have left? All right, my friend, that was Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. You can check him out at DennisKimbrough.com and you can watch today's talk on YouTube and it's called The Keynote Speech That Inspired Me and Left Me in Tears. Quick announcement, book club enrollment is open today. We are going to start reading the four agreements and we're going to start discussing the book on June 3rd. That's a Wednesday, five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time. You are going to love the book club. It is like a big family, a huge community of like-minded people who push each other. We network because we all want to be successful. I really want you to be part of our group. If you want to get signed up, go to Rich Lit Society. Get signed up. Your first month is only seven bucks. So again, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz is our next book. And we start the discussion on Wednesday, June 3rd. We'll see you there. Peace. I'm out. 